Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it is 1206 on uh, cold, but <clears throat> sunny. You know, the snow is melting out there. Snow before Christmas. Someone said, doesn't, you know, doesn't it make you feel, put you more in the Christmas? Not really. Not really. Christmas mood was fine. Christmas spirit was fine before we had this dumped down. Did I, um, <clears throat> did I miss that we were supposed to have this, this much snow? There's, there's definitely, um, more snow than we, <clears throat> than I think we initially thought. Um, but anyhow, good afternoon. I want to welcome everybody in that's also tuning in part of our live simulcast we do on our uh, Facebook page. And tomorrow, starting tomorrow, we're going to be back on the YouTube page as well. <clears throat> back on the YouTube page as well. So we'll be there live there, Facebook, um, YouTube, and also on Twitter. Good afternoon to everybody that is uh, tuning in on this Monday. It's always nice I can interact with some of the different individuals that are there. And folks, that way you can support this. Jonna, Heather, you are. Thank you. Hi there. Good, uh, good afternoon, Renee, and a lot more folks as our uh, noon report. And we have a lot to get to. I'm going to start this, Angel Angel. I'm going to start with a, um, a Charlotte Lester update. We haven't done one in a little while. And, um, and uh, I'm also always amazed at, obviously, uh, a lot of people are buzzing about what we have on DePetro.com. And I understand that. And I'm going to. I will uh, address that and and talk about it a little bit. And it's um, sometimes it's um, it's some of the downsides of social media is the uh, constant interaction that you have to do with members of the general public, people that you would normally never have interact with. Now, some of the benefits are there. There are people you would normally never get a chance to interact with. So we always have to think of the positive, right? Every cloud, <coughs> half full. Have to look at it that way, uh, but then at the same token, you you do get people that um, occasionally you you interact with who you would normally not interact with. But the Charlotte Lester update, I'm going to get to. It's it's significant. Uh, it's obviously very personal, and so I did post it uh, on the website. I again, folks, I if you see, I posted on the Facebook page. People, oh, I can't hear it. Well, that's because it's it's you got to read it. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't hear it unless it's someone that potentially has some some problems with their vision. But I'm going to address that because it is significant for those that have been following the case. I'm also going to touch on the Rob Mack case in uh, in just a little bit. I get asked about both of those cases. And then, of course, uh, Cranston PD Live is just rocketing right now and, uh, and taking off. And we'll have uh, episode five coming up. Uh, episode five will be this week. We just have to figure out when. We're trying some, um, trying some different time slots and days with Cranston PD Live. So part of it is that we float. There's an upside to that because we're finding out and we're still exploring it. It's still in its infancy. It is literally it's a new product and it's in its infancy, and and we're seeing exactly where it's going to go. The downside is I know people say, well, when is it this week? Well, we're still trying to figure that out. We're not going to do it in inclement weather. It doesn't make sense in the rain. <clears throat> Snow would just be a lot of accidents and so forth. But anyhow, folks, this portion of the program, 10 minutes past 12, it's Monday. It is December 12th, and it's brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, we got our tree there. Uh, so many decorations, balsam, Fraser for cut trees, whether it's three feet to eight feet tall. They have potted live trees. Custom handmade wreaths, 10 inches, 60 inches in size. They have Christmas swag, as they call it. They have Christmas mistletoe, hanging baskets, roping, cut greens, decorative pots and cemetery baskets, Christmas crafts. Gift certificates are available. The rope in seven days a week. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Birdhouses. That makes a great Christmas gift, especially they're custom made by local artists. If you purchase a birdhouse for someone on your list, on your gift list, from PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, that you're giving them a gift they can't find anywhere else, and there's no two alike. Now, they also have custom-made sleighs as well, but they're made by local artists. They have firewood available for pickup and delivery. Look for them on Facebook. They're open seven days a week. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, again, check out Uh People are certainly buzzing about it. 
And <coughs> excuse me, the website just continues to overperform. And I'm going to get into what's posted there because it's pretty significant. And remember, DePetro.com, which is brought by the coincidence. I was there yesterday. Beautiful decorations. I think at some point we're going to do some kind of an event there. It's so inviting. I, they have the big sweeping bar when you come in. They're always updating the menu. They also are going to have a very custom shop that's going to be their gym at the Coesed Inn, folks. They're just terrific. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. They work so hard. Great staff. Every time I go in, it's the same people working there. It's always a good sign. And they are sponsors on the website, DePetro.com. Now, I will give you the latest with this <coughs> fiasco with Governor McKee and the homeless. Although, as we talked about last hour, and if you missed last hour, it is posted on the website. You just click on radio show, and then it's all in alphabetical order. And I really enjoy our segment, Politics This Week with Justin Katz, because... You know, it's a chance for me to go in depth with someone. Justin has a unique perspective. He's always up to speed. He's well read. <clears throat> it's it's conversations that I enjoy and I look forward to, and especially about this this latest situation with the homeless, which I'm going to touch on, which I'm going to touch on in just a moment. But I want to just start off. We haven't done one in a while, um, and I I made reference to this last week. I did make reference to it, and then I, I have just had such a busy stretch, folks. But granted, I was up at the State House video homeless battle, McKee for Smith Hill. You see that, and then all our episodes of Cranston PD Live. But I want to go to the uh, the blockbuster, Charlotte Lester bombshell, and these are, and it's very personal for me. Uh, but these are some of the some parts of not the whole thing, but of the police report when when I was attacked. And I'll tell you that when I read this, all right, it's one thing you're you're you know part of the media, but but I was the one on the front line for this, and it even gave it gave me kind of the chills a little bit, um, and that's why I when I first saw it, it really threw me for the afternoon. I know people could say, oh, it shouldn't have thrown you, but <clears throat> and Charlotte Lester is still missing. <sighs> But what's odd about it, if you if you read the police report, so, I mean, there's there's what we know and then what we don't know, right? What we know and what we don't know. But some things that surprised me, and I posted it part of the police report, and it goes back to that Wednesday night, August 17th. Now, she went missing on May 16th. So I was there the night before, and then on Wednesday night, the 17th. I was outside with Ladybug. He had the orange ski mask on. We posted the video there. He's playing that uh, song, Time to Say Goodbye. He had the gas-powered lawnmower. <clears throat> and then we, I think most people then know what, what took place after that. By the way, it, there's, there's far more detail with it. Um, it, it opened my eyes. It kind of changed my eyes. People have asked me if we're going to go back there. We'll go back at some point. And I want to remind people, the charges against me were dismissed <clears throat> for uh, trespassing, charges were dismissed. I, I, someone, the media was reporting charges were dropped. Well, no, the, the case was actually dismissed. So, but being that as it may, but what really drew my attention in here was the fact that once the police were able to obtain a search warrant that night, because he took my recording equipment, smashed it, but he took some of it into the house, and he had just attacked me. So, police showed up shortly after that. And when they were able to go inside the house, and you're going to have to read a little bit into the police report, but you could see that when they made their way into um, the bedroom, they he had an orange ski mask behind the door. But something else that was in the bedroom next to the door was a hatchet. So, and I write about this, and again, we're talking about the Charlotte Lester case who's missing and Mark Perkins. Um, right now at 1216 on this Monday, December 12th, I, I'm just curious, how many, how many people do you know keep a hatchet in their bedroom? So that's unusual, number one. Number two, when, when we were outside, he, he attacked us and then went and ran into the house. But there was definitely a feeling like, do we stay or is he coming back? 
And I believe if the police had not intercepted him, because the police work, police arrived right away, and then they they got him in the house. But it is my belief he was coming back out with the hatchet. So that definitely, you know, is spooky, unnerving, I think is a good word. So you can read that. It's all in the police report. Um, so, you know, once again, I want to thank the Warwick police. It also shows the difficulty that they deal with. There's a video right now on Facebook in Florida. Police were called to a scene. I think it was in Florida. A guy had a hatchet. And um, and the police, the I think it was law enforcement, but they encountered him. And then he they're telling him five times, drop the hatchet. Police officer, drop the hatchet. And they're outside and it's light out. And the guy turns and he's got it just like this. When If you've seen like some of those places you can go now and throw knives and hatchets. So just as the guy turns, the police officer, one shot, boom, takes him out. But, you know, you can do a lot of damage the way if you throw the hatchet a certain way, you could certainly, I don't know about kill someone, but certainly harm someone. So work police, again, to their credit, they stopped him from returning outside with the hatchet. I think that's also uh, obviously the um, what, what's most disturbing, as you would think about it. <sighs> you know, you keep a hatchet in the bedroom, and then Charlotte's been missing since Monday night, May 16th. He keeps a hatchet in his bedroom, and then uh, the mattress is gone. He had to get a new mattress. It's pretty... It's pretty frightening. It's pretty frightening indeed. Another part about this that stands out. Now, again, it's it's on the website to Petro.com. I have it posted. If you're not sure how to navigate into a website, just ask someone. I um yeah, I'm telling you. I have the modern day Lizzie Borden. That's frightening. And also, you know, when I, I haven't talked about it that much, but uh, there was definitely a moment where I don't know. Do we leave the scene? Do we stay on the scene? I mean, I called 911. I did. They were on their way. We could hear the sirens. Um, there, there was a moment, by the way, then someone came and greeted Ladybug and myself, and then we could see some activity on the street. There was definitely a moment of should we should we leave here or should we should we stay when we now, you know, work police intercepted him. Uh, of returning outside with a hatchet, that's that's unnerving. I'll admit that. And Rita, that I was the one, right? I'm not, it's unnerving anyway, let alone if I'm, you know, I'm reading it. But then what is also, <clears throat> and you're not going to find this anywhere else in the rest of the media. You're not. I don't know why, by the way. I'm not judging one way or another. I'm just pointing out, um, you know, I sometimes get questioned by people like, where can I read this in the Promise Journal? I, I, you can't. You can't watch Cranston PD Live on Channel 12. I don't know what else to tell you. Some people just can't get it through their mind on that. I had someone last week, uh, I was saying it was describing something happening in real time. And she said, well, I'll just wait till 12 o'clock. I said, what's 12 o'clock? She said, that's when the news comes on. I said, I'm telling you right now it's happening in real time. Well, I'll just wait till 12. Well, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, I'm following all the reporters, but whatever. But the other thing that really jumps out at me is he immediately started saying to the police, and it's all right on. I'm reading it right off my own website. Uh, I, I, I didn't do it. I, I didn't do it. I, I, uh, I didn't do it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I blacked out. Now, this was, you know, they, they were, what, five minutes onto the scene? So, but what I find intriguing about that, and we'll probably talk about it with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, this week. He wouldn't let them in his house, right? Officers would accompany him back to the house. He again denied the request. They, he didn't know, I don't know anything about a cell phone. Nope. Can we come in your house? No. Can't come in. Nope. I don't know anything about it. Nope. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I blacked out. No, I, I didn't do it. I blacked out. So now this is, who, who blacks out at 7 o'clock at night? And what I find really extraordinary, because there's been no shortage of reporting on this, by the way, right? Channel 12 did that much hyped up 
And they left out a lot of this. They left out all this stuff, actually. But but what's what's pertinent here to me is how quickly he goes into, I, I, I didn't do it. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I blacked out. Like, that is, hear me out now with Mark Perkins now, the owner of 29 Staples. <clears throat> As someone was accusing me last week on social media, you go outside the house of just some random guy. Random guy? He was in a relationship with Charlotte Lester. She bought booze that night from the liquor store in Appenog. I found that out through investigation, investigating. She was headed up to his house. The last person that saw her live, she was heading to his house. They were a flurry of phone calls between the two of them leading up to 10 o'clock. And then she finally went up the hill to Staples. The police then sat on that house for a solid month. And what did one of the progressives say? Yeah, and you just pick on some random guy. Yeah, I just picked someone out of the, out of thin air. <clears throat> but think of that. No, you can't. He tells the police, no, you can't come on my property. No, I don't know anything about it. No, I didn't take it. So then he, he's lying to the police. That's obvious. So he lies to the police. He won't let them in to his property. They had to get a search warrant for that, by the way. They had to get two separate search warrants. Work police, to their credit, they get a search warrant for his shed and then also uh, for the house. By the way, you know what's about being a victim of crime? I'm still out all that stuff. I mean, I, I mean, it's someday I'll try to, you know, uh, <laughs> be made full or whole on that. Not Not today, but when you are a victim of crime... I mean, you're still then out that stuff, but so, but that, I find that really interesting. He immediately goes into, I didn't do it. Well, we didn't ask anything yet. Yeah, I don't remember anything. I blacked out. So that's, to me, what I read is that's his ready-make excuse, Mark Perkins now. My opinion in reading this, this is from the Warwick Police Department police report. I think that's, I find that interesting. So someone has that kind of in their chamber, so to speak. When you go to ask them a question, the first thing they say is, you can't come on my property. The second thing they say is, oh, I didn't do it. Third thing, I no, I don't remember. No, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I blacked out. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything, but I didn't do it. Now, those two things. You know, you don't have to be Columbo or Dr. Phil. If you blacked out, how do you know you didn't do it? I think that's a fair question. I think that's a fair question. And by the way, I'm well aware the Perkins people are watching right now (laughs) and his attorneys and so forth. They're probably not watching it live, but right now are they somehow watching or having someone watch it? Well aware of that. That's totally fine. Uh, I'm not even going to say good afternoon to those creeps, but 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 I find that very enlightening based on everything we've learned prior to that, right? In leading up to this, this wasn't the next day. And hear me out on the timeline, because I think at 1225, <clears throat> I think the timeline's important. It wasn't, um, I'll just give some hypotheticals. It wasn't 5 a.m., and then they come knocking on your door about something that happened the night before. Gee, I, you know, I don't know. I'm hungover as a maniac, and I don't know exactly. We were drinking heavy, and then I, I don't remember. I blacked out. I don't know. I went to bed. I don't remember what happened. I mean, it's not like that. The attack of which he, he was, and I don't say this lightly, but certainly. Well, it feels so odd to say someone is trying to literally kill you. But it's all right there with the running mower. But the whole element of I didn't do it, I don't remember, and I I didn't do it, but I blacked out. I don't, and then and it's it's five minutes, five or ten minutes after the fact. Who blacks out at seven o'clock at night? What what about a what a ready-made excuse? I wonder how many times, you know, the night if they asked him, which they did about May sixteenth. I don't know. Where is she? I don't know. I didn't do it. No, I don't know. I don't remember. I blacked out. So, like, that's your go-to. That's your go-to. 
It's kind of like, you know, the dog ate my homework type of thing. The check's in the mail. Uh, We know some of the other go-to excuses. Perkins said he blacked out during the altercation. Doesn't remember anything that happened. I I didn't do it. I blacked out. This is at, you know, 710, 715 at his door. It's also odd. He he. Um, it's also in the police report. He he chose not to make a phone call, which is odd. I, again, I'm not going to get too much, Doctor Phil. Folks, you can see the video there. Um, it is frightening, but that those two elements I find as someone that has followed the case, I know this case better. I'll say this: I know this case better than at least than anyone in the media. Now, I want to remind people: there's a lot we don't know. There's so much evidence they could have we don't know. Um, but this, this business of having the hatchet in a bedroom, I find, I find that, I think it speaks for itself. And his ready-made, quickly, won't police, won't allow police on the property, lies to the police. Oh, I don't have it. Well, you know, did you, st- no, I didn't take his stuff. And then they find it inside the house. Were you outside in an orange ski mask? No. No. Nope. So you don't have his, his cell phone? No. You don't have his recording equipment. Nope. Well, it's it's, it's right. <laughs> All right, so he's not afraid to lie to police. But then he quickly goes to, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't do it. I, I don't know. I blacked out. Very interesting indeed. I'm going to have w- w- one more thing I want to just close this out with, because then I have other s- stories we're going to touch on, folks. But someone posted, I don't understand why the police don't just go and pick him up. Well, I've, I've, and I put, I, I've explained it 1,000 blanking times. Uh, and I, maybe I don't have to, but <clears throat> I don't know how else to explain it. In, in our system, you can't have, you can't get what they call double jeopardy, which is you can't be charged twice for a crime. There's, there's number of different examples with this. One of the better examples, I think, and it was very high profile, was the O.J. Simpson case. In hindsight, what was the rush? He wasn't really going anywhere. He'd be known anywhere. Maybe he was going to try to, you know, make it to another country. But the problem with the Simpson case was once they brought the charges, if they could have, they could have used more time. Once you bring the charges and then everything's in motion. If you're unsuccessful, you can't say, wait a minute, we're going to try. No, 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 it doesn't work that way. So you have to make sure you have everything in line before you charge anything. And, And there's a different part of this. There are certain parts of the equation that the prosecutors know, that the judge knows, and that the defense knows. The public may not be aware or even accept it. Right. There are many times the public don't accept things. However, they know. So in this particular case, the police attorney general's office, they're definitely on the case. They've definitely done a very thorough investigation. But they're not quite there. So the person posted, I don't know why they don't just pick him up, but pick him up for what? He is an American citizen. He does enjoy rights. He's got an attorney. Pick him up for what? Then he'd be released. Well, they should just charge him. Well, that's how then people can get, you know, get away with murder. So I don't know how else to explain that. Now, the situation with me is different. He'll face the consequences, I believe, in the spring. And then we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. You know, the the the, the wheels, I don't think I know, as a matter of fact, people just don't fully appreciate how long a lot of this stuff takes. In our legal system, COVID slowed things down. The legal system, the way it's built, things move ridiculously slow. As I mentioned, it was back in February or March of 2019, I think February, uh, Lauren Issey was killed. And her boyfriend, that was um, in Edgewood, Cranston, by Michael Marapisi. He's still being held at the ACI. That was in 2019. We're about to go into 2023. He is not going to trial on that. He is not going. That's a murder trial. And they have a lot of evidence on that. That was a, that this will be a murder trial. Now, he's been held without bail. But when you think about it, let's 
let's go through the math now. So that happened in February 2019. 2020, been a full year. 21, 22, it'll be four years before that hits the courtroom. Now, they've had different hearings and different argues over, arguments over evidence and blah, blah, blah. And it's not like it sits dormant, but that still has not gone to trial. I fully recognize that people don't appreciate how slow our justice system. Last year, when you had the situation, the Pawtucket police officer, Dolan, that was off duty and, and shot, shot that young teenager in West Greenwich, um, you know, a month after that, people were asking, so what's going on with the Dolan case? What do you mean what's going on? I, I, this is like years away, what's going on? There's nothing happening. There's the case. They brought charges. There's, there's nothing more to report. I mean, every folks, things are not a television show, right? They go to a commercial. You go up to the kitchen. You get something to eat. You come back, and they're in the courtroom. It does not work that way. This is real life. All right, let me stay on track here. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and I'm going to touch on the Rob Mack case. And then, obviously, um, <clears throat> there's a lot more in the news. But these, these are two big stories that I get asked a lot of questions about. Hey, I want to remind you, now we're coming to the end of the year. Ameriprise Financial Advisors, for over 125 years, they want to put, they want to make sure that you're on firm ground, firm footing, so to speak, Call today, free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence, Ameriprise Financial. As an Ameriprise Financial Advisor, Tom Bryan remains true to his vision. Why not sit down with a professional, especially it's the end of the year, or before you go into the new year, I know people are busy with Christmas, but at least call and book and make an appointment. Make an appointment for January. And whether it is retirement or anything, estate planning, anything with finances, my gift to you during this Christmas season is to offer you a free consultation. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510, 401-434-1510. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Folks, good afternoon at 1234. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We will be doing Facebook Live later. I want to touch on this um, Rob Mack case. And again, because of social media, I interact with a lot of different people that normally maybe we would not interact with. But um, so Rob Mack, he is the end or that was basketball skills Coach that um, um, lives in Rhode Island. He, he's going to be living in Rhode Island for quite some time. Went to Bishop Hendrickson. Blah blah blah. Uh, there's a lot of stories up on him on DePetro.com. So over the weekend, I saw someone. They said, "So what's going on with that case?" All right, here's what we know. First of all, he is pre- he is presumed. What I thought, whatever someone else said to me, what whatever happened to presumed? He is presumed innocent. He's not locked up. He's not locked up. He's he's out on bail. He has to remain in Rhode Island. He can only travel to Massachusetts to see his uh, attorney, I believe. And now they just have, they'll go through different hearings, as attorney Dodd has explained. But that this is his new life. This is his new life. So, but I'll tell you this. um, the, The Boston police are certainly not fooling around with this case in any way, shape or form. And where is this going to go? Because I hear from some of his, and I, I'm not going to say that he's telling anyone to contact I don't believe that, telling me to contact me or, and I, I understand an individual like that is trying to tell friends and family he's going to beat it and so forth. But I, people have to look at the calendar because, okay, you know, I've covered so many of these different cases. They all start out pretty confident. And I tell people, let's see where they are a year from now. Let's see where they are, say, two years from now, because uh, that's how long this may easily, as a matter of fact, could end up being in the system. These things do not. It just they don't. They just don't move quickly uh, by by any by any stretch. But I'll tell you, it becomes the sexual assault unit 
with the Boston Police Department. I had a good conversation with some at the end of last week. So the people, the detective that I've communicated with is a detective with the Boston Police Department Sexual Assault Unit. They, um, this is what I was told. And again, Rob Mack, some people know him, McClanahan, went to uh, Bishop Hendrickson, walk on at Syracuse, all the pictures with the NBA players, skills trainer, blah, blah, blah. But w- what I've been told is this, it's, it's so, the sexual assault unit for the Boston Police Department, this is what I was told. Every weekend, this unit, they, they deal with victims or people claiming to be victims. <clears throat> Think of all the colleges in Boston. Think of all the bars in Boston. Think of all the young people that gather in Boston. A lot of people go, you know, attend, go to BU, go to Boston College, go to Emerson, where have you, MIT, Harvard, Northeastern, and then they get jobs in the city. So the ages of 21 to 30, right, every weekend, there's people that are out. So every weekend, they are dealing with, I was attacked, I was sexually assaulted. I was a victim of date rape. They deal with this every weekend. As they go through the different cases, sometimes there's just nothing there. Sometimes there is an element of someone is intoxicated or they're on drugs by their own volition and and maybe they are taking advantage of. Sometimes things just don't map out. And then there's all different kinds of scenarios I'm going to walk through. But what this person said to me was, so you're talking about a department that they, how many cases they deal with every single weekend and every, not just on the weekend, but Thursday night's a big college night. So then it's, it's Friday. Sometimes it's from weeks before, months before someone comes in, this happened to me at graduation. I didn't want to say anything. Now I want to say something. But my point is what this person was trying to say was for this department that handles so many of these types of cases, For them to make this, which they have, their, boom, signature poster boy profile case can't be ignored. Now, I, as I've said, I don't know Rob Mack. We know some of the same types of individuals. But what I do know is he's a white male. He's going to be 44 next month. And... They, they, I mean, for them to put out that Facebook posting, which they did, for the DA to hold a pre, to have a media availability, basically a press conference after they got him uh, arraigned, is very significant. The person that I spoke to actually used the words unprecedented and said, this is a a very important case to the Boston Police Department. They have everybody working in conjunction, and they feel very strongly about the case. Now, you have to realize judges, prosecutors, these people work together all the time. When you appear in court, you're in and out. But the same judge, he is seeing a a lot of the same attorneys. He's also seeing a lot of the same these judges, they're seeing the same prosecutors. They also see the DA from time to time. They get a sense, the way it was explained to me, of what cases are important, what cases are kind of important, and other cases like whatever. Now, what I've been told is they have made it crystal clear that this Rob Mack case is a very important case to the not only the Boston Police Department, not only to the DA, but the sexual assault unit of the Boston Police Department. So the defendant, is it a 20-year-old kid that they want to use the excuse he's just a young, confused college kid? No, he's not. Is he a person of color? No, he is not. Is he uh, maybe a student, uh, an exchange student from another country, might be unfamiliar with some of our laws? No, he is not. He is soon to be a 44-year-old white male. In other words, boom, ready to be like go to Fenway. Here comes a fastball right over the middle. There is, let, let me ask you this before, is, is the, when's the last time we saw any sympathy in the media of late of a white male, let alone a 
44-year-old white male that they feel they have a large amount of evidence, large amount of evidence. So, but I want to just close it out with this. I, and again, I'm not knocking the people, but, you know, so what's going on with the case? Someone said to me, now, do you think, is he is he on trial next month? Next month? He's not going to be on trial in 2023. These things take a long time to go through the system. What is, what is the person supposed to do in the meantime? <laughs> Show up for court when they're supposed to. Nothing. That's what I mean. That's your new life. Other than if you violate bail, they'll lock you up. As Attorney Dodd said, straight to jail. I have a feeling something like that could end up happening. Um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. But they... Um, I'll say that they seem to feel very strong about the case and enough that the judge is looking at the evidence. Prosecutor feels very strong about it. So but I want to someone said to me, oh, I can't I don't I won't be able to attend the trial. But attend the trial, it could be the fall of 24. Who, who, it could be 25. Who knows? These things take a long time, folks. That's all I'm trying to um get across to everyone or just some of the the individuals same thing with the the charlotte lester case it's less than a year old i believe the work police they we know they they we don't know what they have we don't know they could have a very strong feeling uh ken hospital they could have video of someone at ken hospital they could have video of someone driving her red truck up the street they could have someone driving her red truck up the street with the dog. They could have a lot of circumstantial evidence. But what they don't have, what we don't have in that case is we don't have Charlotte Lester. This portion of the John DePietro show on this uh, cold, snowy Monday. Folks, it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. For all your propane needs, heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today, 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts 508-252-3359 for propane plus now remember three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they're going to serve you for a long time call propane plus today what's also very easy to do is log on at their website propaneplus.com heating and cooling type in your zip code residential commercial you can depend on Propane Plus. Call them today. Here's the number. 401-885-4209. Good morning, Propane Plus. Yes, I'd like to have some propane delivered. I'd like to get a quote, what have you. Uh, 401-885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. They're right in Rehoboth. It's Propane Plus. Well, folks, again, whether it's the Rob Mack case or the Charlotte Lester case, or Cranston PD Live, or all the latest with the homeless, which I'm going to touch on. Check it all out at the website, dipetro.com. And one of our sponsors at dipetro.com, the guy is the real deal, is Burke's Martial Arts. Jake Burke, self-defense, fitness, martial arts. They also do kickboxing. You want to make sure you're protected. Burke's Martial Arts. There's a direct link at the website. You can pop it and see them, 888 East Street in Providence, right off the highway, down from the hospitals. It's Jake Burke, self-defense, fitness, martial arts, Jake Burke, Burke's martial arts. I want to touch on the homeless situation, folks, right now on this Monday. And I don't know how many people actually stayed in those tents last night that they have up. We don't know also how many of those, some of those tents, we don't know, are they for show Right. Like if you go to let's just say Dick's Sporting Goods, you go into you go into um, um, Dick's Sporting Goods, as I said, you see a tent set up. There's no one living in the tent. It's it's just a it's just a display item, uh, basically. So uh, you also so how many people are actually living in those tents. Well, I'm going to tell you the problem that a lot of people miss and a lot of people I understand who don't fully follow the story say, "What well, I don't understand this. What could be so tough about this? You have 10 people. You pick them up and you bring them to a shelter. And what what's so 
hard about this and and why is this hard and 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 blah 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 well the the fact of the matter is they don't want to go to the shelter as i've said i know that see they don't want to go to the shelter they have their own list of demands they have a list of demands and that comes into play with and and as justin katz said where they you know the clues are there where they're camped out at the rhode island state house that's the last place you would set up shop even just at the, the grounds of the state house and I'll give you a good example as someone that was up there on Friday night. Let's just say you were really going to set up your tent there. Well, first of all, there's grass. There's some trees. And if you move to the very back of the state house, you could actually be near the train station. And then when you have to maybe use the facilities, then you just leave the tent, go across the street and and use the, the restroom there. And the train station, I I don't know if it's 24 hours, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close, but I don't know if it's 24 hours. Um, but that, that's the last place you'd go. But, but what people refuse to acknowledge is that many of these individuals, they're not looking for a shelter bed. I don't know how else to explain it. They want free housing. As we have discussed on this program, so these these individuals that say, I don't get it, just open a building and let them go in. They don't want to go. They don't want to go. But I'll, I'll also say the McKee people are doing a lousy job in fleshing that out, so to speak. They don't want to go. It's they want free housing. It's not low income housing. They want free housing. Now, there's another part of this that I want people to understand. Look at the way our, our state now is treating this. We have to find them a place to live. We have to provide transportation to get them there. We have to provide meals for them. We have to have all these different things. My question is, what if you started doing that? What if everybody started doing that? Think in your household if someone is sick. Okay, that person is sick. So, you know, they're resting, ideally up in bed. We're going to bring them some, whatever it may be, some, some hot soup. We made them a little bit of this. We got them some juice and Gatorade. We're going to cater to the person that is under the weather, not feeling well, and they're, they're in the room. But these individuals, you know, when you see, now, there is true, there is one woman that I saw in a wheelchair, and that's, you want to talk about challenging. But a lot of these individuals, you know, and now it's snowing. Where are they supposed to go? As I said, what if everyone was like that? I mean, some of these individuals, let's just say, you know, Gilligan's Island. These people would never survive on Gilligan's Island. What if you were on a plane and the plane had some problems and then it landed? Right, the plane is now down in the water. It is fend for yourself. I'm going to sit here and wait for someone to take. No, no, no. You have to get off the plane, and you're in the water, and make your way to shore. Now you're on the island, right? Tom Hanks and Castaway or Gilligan's Island, and okay, let's get this brush and Castaway. He found the cave. And I'm going to cut open the coconut. And then I'm going to, I mean, he's then even getting a fire going and so forth. Some of these individuals, it, it's becoming so much, and Justin framed it perfectly, of what's going to be done for me? Now where am I supposed to go? There's no element of fend for themselves. They're not preparing their own meals. They're not doing the cleanup afterwards. All the homeless, they didn't have to do any yard work. They're not shoveling. They're not getting their home ready for winter time. They're not making sure all the windows are are shut and the gutters are cleared and make sure the driveway so you gotta be able to get out in the morning. And I mean, there's there's none of that. So I, I have a problem with this notion that of these, whatever number it is, that it's like the rest of us have to drop everything and cater to quote the homeless. Now, a big missing piece of the puzzle, as I said to Justin Katz, is it, it, it is such a shield that they use and a title. In, in one second, 
someone sneaks into a Red Sox game and they're about to throw them out. Hey, wait a minute. I saw you go through. You don't have a ticket. Just they're about to throw them out. I'm homeless. Oh, wait a minute. You can't throw out the homeless. What kind of person are you? What are you, Ebenezer Scrooge? Are you Potter and Wonderful Life? It's like the ultimate get out of jail free card when you pay a monopoly. Hold on, I'm homeless. Someone is shoplifting. Wait a minute, I saw you take that. I'm homeless. Oh, okay, no wonder he's stealing. All right, all right, let him go. They're homeless. Uh, that will be $3 for the coffee and a muffin. Uh, I don't have any money. All right, well, then get out. hold on, I'm homeless. Oh, okay. Oh, in that case, the coffee and the muffin's free. Um, I, I don't have a bus pass, and I need to get from point A to point B. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm homeless. Oh, all right, you, you get to ride the bus for free. <laughs> you don't have to take a test. It's, it's the total honor system in society. Right. If you get held, can you imagine that the police arrested the homeless? They're arresting homeless. How can you do that to the homeless? It is blink of an eye, blink of an eye. You are immediately you show up at the whatever we're calling it, the Civic Center. I want to go to a PC game. Do you have a ticket? No. Well, I can't let you in. I'm homeless. Oh, all right. Well, then, you know what? I'm going to feel like a great person if I let a homeless person into the game. You know what, homeless person, you go in. That way, you know what, I've just done a very good thing. It, um, it's so easy. And in the blink of an eye, it, it, a lot of things can evaporate and go away. A lot of problems. They're not really problems, though. They're just becoming more dependent on society uh, for people fending for themselves a lot a lot of these individuals there's no mental health problem no folks in downtown los angeles i don't know there's seventy thousand homeless people we have to do something better about the term i i they, they are people who are choosing not to work and they are living on government assistance in downtown los angeles none of the Asian, by the way which is pretty remarkable. But we need a new term. Because what they're finding is they have a tent and there's drugs and there's alcohol and there's no rules. And they bring around a bus or whatever the hell it is, a mobile shower. You can take a shower. They give them free coffee. They give them free lunch, free dinner, free uh, breakfast. Um, they smoke. They do whatever. It's warm out. They are, I don't know, they used to call it just living on the dole, right? Like uh, like in the UK. But we, we have to do better with the term because people think of, oh, someone's down on their luck. A fire hit their house. So the family gets into the car and they have nowhere, right? We all goes back to Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. No room in the end, so they, they went into the, the, into the manger. Um, it, it, it's, that's not what this is, right? That's not what this is. Hey, even then they were traveling with a donkey. That's not what this is. These are people, most of them, they, they do get disability checks. I'm not saying they're, most, they're the most ambitious individuals. I'm not saying that they don't, this business, they have uh, anxiety. You know, if I was sleeping in a tent, at the state house making all these demands it's loud it's windy it's cold it's everything else yeah i think you'd be a little bit on edge but what's missing from the equation is the ability to be self-reliant and hold hold down a job a job does not have to be something you love a job does not have to be your lifelong career but there's a lot to be said for completing a full day's work you Work hard, whatever it may be. You show up on time. You don't steal. You get there at 8 o'clock and you work until 5 o'clock. And they pay you for a hard day's work. Whether it is in a restaurant or making something or whatever it is. Or retail. We need more people doing that. We still They still don't have enough workers. Now, Governor McKee has just extended people like he's extending the emergency. Of course he is. Because they're going to just keep getting all this federal money and all the the uh, 
uh, different programs keep getting extra money, like those that get the EBT cards. Governor McKee, if people haven't figured that out yet, someone said to me, look at that. Until Biden ends it, which they should, he's just going to keep declaring and taking the federal money. It keeps all this money floating in. It's wrong. Shouldn't be. We don't need it. It's ultimately our taxpayer money. But he's not going to stop taking that. They, they, if they stop taking that, they have to govern. They will do whatever they have to do to keep taking federal money. So, of course, he's going to keep doing that. Here's, here's a, uh, a news bulletin. If they'll let him do that through the spring, he'll do it through the spring. If they let him do it through the summer, he'll do it through the summer. Don't you understand? He's never ending that. As long as they keep offering the money, even if we're the last state, he'll keep doing it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, listen. Most emergency rooms now will not take you if you've been in a vehicle accident. Um, A lot of people, they get in an accident, they feel okay, but they just want to go get checked out in the emergency room. Most will not take you anymore because emergency rooms are so backed up. At Med Urgent Care, we'll take you and check you out. So pop in two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's At Med Urgent Care urgent care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care specializing in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment services they also provide adult vaccinations flu vaccinations full laboratory services when you have an emergency now right now on this monday if someone gets hurt you're going to be waiting six to ten hours at the emergency room you're not going to wait at AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 1258. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. If you want some last-minute gift ideas, log on at the website, dipietro.com. You just click on the shop. It's right at the top. We have some great gift ideas, glasses, pint glasses, mugs, T-shirts, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats. It is a full happening if you log on at the website, which is petro.com. So right now it is 1259 and we are going to be breaking for the one o'clock news. We, now we have a full hour to go. And don't forget, uh, I will be doing Facebook Live later. But when you get a chance, log on. Now I'm going to talk about some of the, the national news. The debate continues, but closer to home. Uh, be careful. Not only is there some snow and ice now, people forget how to drive. There's going to be some snow and ice later. Uh, without question, there's going to be some snow and ice later as it's melting right now, but then it will be freezing up a little bit later. So we're going to break, get a news update in the one o'clock news, and then we have another full hour to go. You can listen online at the website, dpetro.com. We're back on the other side after the one o'clock news. WNRI Woonsocket.